Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Today is Friday, November 13th, 2020. On this day in 2000, Polish business owner Dariusz Janiszewski disappeared after departing for a meeting. His body was discovered four weeks later, floating along the Oder River with a noose around his neck. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're covering the disappearance and murder of Polish businessman Dariusz Janiszewski. Let's go back to the city of Wrocław, Poland, on the morning of November 13, 2000. Mrs. Janiszewski didn't normally man the phones of the boutique advertising agency, but when the phone rang around 9.30 in the morning, she answered. A new client was on the other end of the line, eager to place an order. He wanted three large signs with particular specs. Mrs. Janiszewski attempted to take down the details of the order, but the man grew restless. He didn't want to speak to her. He wanted to speak to the firm's owner, her son, Dariusz. Hoping to close the deal, Mrs. Janiszewski disclosed her son's cell phone number and the man ended the call. She never got his name. When Dariusz arrived at the office, Mrs. Janiszewski asked if he'd heard from the demanding client. The 35-year-old businessman confirmed that not only had they spoken on the phone, but the two had plans to meet later that day. Around four in the afternoon, Dariusz set off for his meeting and approached what was described as two individuals waiting outside of his building. Four weeks later, on December 10th, three fishermen cast their lines along the Oder River. Instead of reeling in slippery perch, they caught sight of Dariusz Janiszewski. His lifeless body bobbed against the frigid waters, dressed in only a top and underwear. And as David Gran of The New Yorker wrote, a noose was around his neck and his hands were bound behind his back. The autopsy revealed that Dariusz had been starved and tortured for days, but his cause of death was inconclusive, attributed to either strangulation by ligature or drowning. Whatever the method of murder, someone not only wanted Dariusz dead, they wanted him to suffer. But narrowing a list of suspects was harder than expected. Dariusz made no offense to warrant such an attack. He was an honest businessman with no debts to his name. He worked closely with his mother and had a wife of eight years. Dariusz was liked by all who knew him. The abduction and murder of a successful businessman shocked the nation. 
Local authorities searched high and low, even diving into the depths of the cold Oder River. But evidence was scarce. Their only lead was that on the morning of his disappearance, a man had called to speak with Dariush at his firm and on his cell phone. When investigators traced these calls, they discovered that they had been made from a public payphone. The caller could have been anyone. With limited evidence to propel the investigation forward, Polish authorities abandoned the case in May of 2001. Dariusz Janiszewski faded into the background, and he became just another man who met an unfortunate end. But eventually, new information came to light, and it led to Dariusz's killer. Coming up, a cold case sees new light. Hi, listeners. To celebrate our favorite month, Parcast Network is releasing a slate of new shows leaning into all things spooky and spine-tingling. And now we're bringing you an original series called Superstitions, featuring the origins and impacts of our most unusual beliefs and the stories of those who dare to defy them. Every week on Superstitions, hear a new drama that illustrates the eeriness and unlocks the mysteries of humanity's strangest codes of conduct. Like holding your breath while passing a cemetery so you don't wake the dead and make them jealous, or carrying the foot of an animal known to have an evil eye, or using iron to keep away the devil. They may seem mystical or even completely illogical, but one thing is certain. You ignore them at your own risk. You can find and follow Superstitions free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. To hear more ParCast shows, search ParCast Network in Spotify's search bar and find a growing slate of spooky October programming to enjoy. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And now, back to the story. In the fall of 2003, after two years of sitting on ice, Dariusz Janiszewski's case finally had a fresh pair of eyes. 38-year-old Polish police detective Jacek Wrublewski poured over the details of Dariusz's death. The shrewd investigator had a talent for cracking cold cases and came to a pivotal realization. The local authorities never recovered Dariusz's cell phone. With the help of Dariusz's wife, Detective Jacek established Dariusz's IMEI number, a serial number unique to every phone. To Jacek's surprise, the victim's cell phone was still in use. But because three years had passed since his death, the mobile device had known multiple owners the most intriguing being an online seller who went by the handle Chris B7. Four days after Dariusz's disappearance, Chris B7 sold the businessman's phone on an online auction site. Upon further investigation, Jacek and his team learned the seller's true identity. 
His name was Christian Bala, a 30-year-old Polish man who held a master's in philosophy. Instead of a career in academia as he had once hoped, Christian was a world traveler with a colorful resume of odd jobs. But most recently in 2003, Christian Bala was a published author. His graphic novel, Amok, is a postmodernist tale about philosophical truth, sex, and murder. Christian's fictional character, who goes by the name Chris, strangles a woman with a noose, then stabs her in the chest with a Japanese sword. Afterwards, he sells the murder weapon online. When Detective Yatsek flipped through the pages of Amok, he couldn't help but notice the jarring connections to Dariush's death. Dariush had been found with a noose around his neck, and although the cell phone wasn't a murder weapon, Christian had sold it online. Just like Chris the character, Christian the writer was an intellectual with stark beliefs on life and death. Both men had cheated on their wives, which ultimately led to the demise of their marriage, and both had a habit of selling unwanted items online. Considering the parallels, Detective Yatsek suspected that the novel was more autobiographical than anyone assumed. He believed that Christian Bala was the man behind Dariush's death. But the astute detective also knew he had to bide his time. As Christian lived abroad, extradition without evidence wasn't possible. Jacek needed him to come back to Poland on his own accord. So authorities waited until the fall of 2005, when Christian returned to his hometown of Hainov, Poland. He was quickly apprehended and taken into custody for questioning. During the interrogation, Christian adamantly denied any part in Dariusz's murder. He swore he didn't know the man, and the similarities in his novel were merely coincidental. He was an imaginative writer who pressed the boundaries of social constructs. He was a philosopher, not a murderer. As for selling a dead man's phone four days after his disappearance, Christian explained that he had picked up the cell phone at a pawn shop to sell online. Offering no confession, Christian was soon released, but the writer knew the detectives were watching his every move. In hopes to clear his name, Christian reached out to human rights groups, declaring that the entire investigation was a violation of his freedom of speech. He was an artist being crucified for his words. Of course, authorities knew that they couldn't build a case around a work of fiction. They needed conclusive evidence to connect Christian to the crime. Fortunately, Detective Yatsek and his team soon discovered that a phone card had been used to call Dariush's advertising agency on the morning of his disappearance. The same card had also been used to call Dariush's cell phone, as well as some of Christian's closest family and friends. The case against Christian was mounting. Investigators, however, still couldn't point to a motive. Christian simply had no reason to kill Dariush. Their paths had never crossed. Detective Yatsek hoped Christian's ex-wife Stasha knew the answer.
Against the disapproval of his mother, Christian and Stasha married in 1995 and had a son two years later. While their marriage weathered financial hardships and frequent bouts of domestic dispute, it was Christian's wandering eye that finally severed their union in 2000. Despite his unfaithfulness, Stasha refused to speak against the father of her child. That is, until Detective Jacek pressed Stasha to review Christian's novel and the similarities between the fictional character's wife and her. Appalled by Amok's vulgar contents, she finally let down her guard. Stasha revealed that in the summer of 2000, she had met Dariusz Janiszewski at a downtown nightclub, and the two instantly hit it off. But when Stasha learned that Dariusz was still married, she ended the short-lived romance. She knew the pain of betrayal and didn't wish the same for another woman. A few weeks later, however, Christian confronted his ex-wife about the summer fling. Blinded with rage over the demise of their marriage, Christian had hired a private investigator to follow her every move. Christian knew all about Dariusz Janiszewski, even where he worked. It was now clear to all why Christian wanted Dariusz dead. Christian was arrested and charged with murdering Dariusz Janiszewski. At his trial, he maintained his innocence, claiming that his only crime was writing a piece of fiction so perfect it was taken as fact. But the jury didn't buy his story. In September of 2007, Christian Bala was found guilty and sentenced to 25 years behind bars. He remains there to this day. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Katovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Jane O, with writing assistance by Alex Benedon. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Remember to follow Superstitions for new episodes featuring our most unusual beliefs. Are they side effects of ancient folklore or truly the masters of our fates? Look closely and examine the writing on the wall. Superstitions airs every Wednesday, free on Spotify.